Welcome to the Tub Talk Sports Podcast. I am your host, Donovan Place. I am joined here by my co-hosts, Ben Schmidt and Colin Hansel, and by our most anticipated guest, the John Gladys. Yeah. John, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Good to be here. <laughs> Real good to be here. Can I cuss? Yeah, you, you can say whatever. Okay, no more bullshit on this podcast. <laughs> I'm coming with the facts. All right. Before we get started on our next week's slate of games, uh, Ben and Colin, I think you boys owe me an apology for my statements on last week's Sunday night football game. You know what? I didn't come prepared. I told you, I, I think I said in quote, I would write you a one page like apology paper. I didn't do yes. that. So I might, I might have to do that. For the I did next not week. admit to anything. So I will face no repercussions. No, you I, said you would stay. So before, before let's give Johnson context last week. I predicted the bills would beat the chiefs in Sunday night football by 17 and they beat them by 18. And me and Ben said you were full of shit. <laughs> and yes. We both picked the Bills to win, but we said you were full of shit. We said it'd be like a four-point game. And they beat them by how much? 18. I predicted oh, 17. Okay. So, okay. hey. So, hey. I, I owe you a whole one-page apology, which I'll get working on. But yes. for the meantime, I'll just say, <laughs> I'll just say I'm, I, I, I was wrong to some degree. I said the Bills are the best team in the AFC, which I think they still are. I'll take them over the Chargers and Browns right now. Um, and that's probably the biggest, like, statement win in the NFL this year, I'd say. So, congrats to your Buffalo Bills. Um, Josh Allen. No one's talking about Josh Allen for MVP, but I think he's making a serious case right now. Nobody circles the wagons like Buffalo Bills. Yeah, let that, let that be known. Not against All right. So, let's get into this week's slate. Uh, let's start with Thursday night tonight. Uh, we got the Bucks at the Eagles. Is that right? This game stinks. Silly. I we we had a good. I like, strongly I disagree. Had a good matchup last week. I strongly oh, I disagree. Hate this game. Why do you hate this game? Because I feel like the yeah. Eagles. I mean, they gave. They're two and three. They gave the Chiefs a run for their money, and I mean the Chiefs might not be the greatest team right now, but and they just went in Carolina and beat them, a three and one Carolina team. And After, I don't know. I, after watching the Eagles play the Cowboys on Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago and, like, Jalen Hurts staring down receivers and them refusing to run the football, I've just – I've never want to watch Philly again without having to. So, I'm just completely turned off from this game. Yeah. It's, I think it's going to be pretty routine. Like, the fucking – it's the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> the, the, Buccaneers, the Buccaneers have been doing this thing, it seems like, every week, except for when they play the Rams – that they be keeping games close like they did with Atlanta and Miami. They keep the games close against the not very good teams until, like, the fourth quarter, and then Tom throws, like, three touchdowns in a row, and they win by 20. I think we might see something similar to that. Yeah, exactly. Routine. <laughs> like, it's all right. You know, Tom Brady decided to start playing football, you know. He takes the first three quarters easy. Yeah. So, the line for this game is Buccaneers minus six and a half. What are is we it, thinking the line was? Is it in Philly or in Tampa? I would assume it's, it's in, in Philly, Philly, right? Okay. It is in Philly. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Tampa by 14 in this one. I know I saw it yesterday that that Tampa's had struggles or Brady's had struggles in those last primetime games. They had a couple losses last year, but I also think that this team is much better than it was last year during those primetime games. It's year two in the system. And I I do 
I can see it where Philly keeps it close, but I think come second half, Tampa will pull away. And it may be a good night for Jalen Hurts in fantasy because they'll throw 50 times. But I, I think Buccaneers by, by two touchdowns, potentially even more. I think if the Eagles wear their, uh, their all-black uniforms that they'd be wearing mm. at night, usually, they will cover. <laughs> yeah, they will that, is, that is important. That is important. They will cover. That just brings a whole different energy to the game. If not, I'll take Tampa, like Ben said, by two touchdowns. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's about right. I guess yeah, that's about right right there. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's. Good. I didn't see Tom. Well, I know Dallas Goddard isn't playing this game, which I don't think will have a big effect on it. Um, DP, DP I, is the biggest Zach Ertz fan in the world. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think in fantasy. So I hope he gives me a touchdown or something. But I think Tom. I think Tom's gonna throw for uh, about four touchdowns again. That Eagles secondary is still not very good, um, and the- he should have a field day. Yeah, the Bucs are a lot better than the Eagles. I don't think anyone is debating that. But I think the Lions minus six and a half for Tampa Bay is a little obvious. It seems too obvious. Uh, I'm scared. I think this is a trap game. And I think the Bucs will win, but I'm taking the Eagles to, co- Eagles to cover. I got Bucks by like four. I know. Call me crazy. I mean, I hope that happens. I hope we get a good. I just don't think it will be. I will say there's. I like the emergence of Leonard Fournette for the Buccaneers last (laughs) weeks because if you remember, like week three, Brady was the leading rusher, and now they have a real running back in Fournette. So, also, um, is Gronk back yet, or is he still gonna be? No, not. Okay, he's out still. Him and then the X Factor, Scotty Miller, are still out for the box. <laughs> Why is Scotty out? Is he, uh, what, what did he, uh, I, he got hurt. I think it was like his leg or something. They're saying turf toe. Turf toe. <laughs> yeah, same thing. <laughs> Bowling Green guys are not tough, I guess. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Keep it pushing. Dolphins and Jags in That's London. Cool. I said we skip. No, nothing to talk about. <laughs> we we can make it real quick. Jags plus three and a half. Um. Oh, you know what? We're gonna talk about it briefly because last week we didn't have enough time to talk about the Urban Meyer situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The perfect, the absolute perfect storm for Urban Meyer was the John Gruden thing. Because I mean, I, I don't think we should get too much into that. I personally don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> I wonder why. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's it took so much attention away from Urban Meyer. People were people were just telling him to step down. They're saying he he won't last till midseason. It'll be interesting to see where that develops. I mean, I don't think he won't last like till November, to be honest, or past November. But. I don't even think it's because if they like, even if they keep losing, I don't think he's gonna last. Just because I think he's gonna, I think he's lost the locker room already. Like they don't respect him or trust him. So I can't see him sticking around for too much longer. You know. I I think that's a completely fair point. I mean, there's been multiple reports about how there's not on great terms with the owner, or the players. I mean, it's it's different coaching a college team rather than an NFL team because college players you have much more control over them. So. I, I could completely see that happening. That being said, I actually think Jaguars get win number one here in London. There's There's been talk for years about the Jaguars actually moving to London and becoming a team there. <laughs> but uh, I think Lawrence has looked really good the last couple weeks, and I think they get win number one in a close one, maybe by about 
anywhere from three to seven points, but I think Trevor Lawrence gets on the board here. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really care who wins this game. Um, I more want to talk about just the London games in general. Oh yeah, they were actually talking about uh, next year they want to play a game in Germany, which I think is interesting. They're really trying to um, make the game global. Hi, uh, I don't know. I <laughs> I love the London games except when my team plays in them because they always put the shittiest matchup of the week in London. Oh, that's what I mean. And it's a game, but it's a game that I would never watch any other time of the day. So at least if it's at 8.30 in the morning, you know, right when I wake up, I can pay a little attention to it. That's that's the only reason. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know how you, like, think you can grow a global audience and then you put shitty-ass games out there for them to represent your league. I only yeah. enjoy them when I have fantasy implications. Like, exactly. last week I was facing multiple – I mean, I was facing, I think, Mike Davis and, and uh, Jamison Crowder. So, like, that gave me something to root for. But outside of that, I would never watch a Falcons-Jets game on purpose. <laughs> yeah, that shit is terrible. I wouldn't even pay attention if that came popped up on Red Zone. That's that's the point it's at. But uh, one more real quick thing. Have you guys seen at least, like, clips – of uh, Urban Meyer in like press <laughs> conferences, I this dude must the looking have like down foot, at his feet thing. Yeah, foot in mouth syndrome. This guy, I, it, it's insane. This guy yeah. was successful in college. He won multiple national championships. We know the kind of teams he coached for, but regardless, he was successful in college, and now he gets to the NFL. And this guy, it seems like he's just completely forgotten the football. We saw all the pictures about when he was on uh, the big noon set and like his top three uh, things to keep distractions away from teams. Uh, did you guys see that graphic, that picture? No, was, I, I, I forget. The, I, yeah, I, I forget the three main points, but he, he said three main points to keep away all distractions from the football team. And he knocked all those out in like the preseason. And it's just <laughs> gone completely downhill since. And I mean, if I at this point, I don't see how if Jacksonville loses this game, I, I'm in favor of them just leaving Urban Meyer in London. Yeah, he probably wouldn't mind. <laughs> Did he say that he feels Trevor Lawrence wasn't comfortable running the quarterback sneak? Yes, that's why they didn't run it on the fourth and goal. I'm it sorry, is son. so <laughs> stupid. It's week five, and you don't have a quarterback that can run the quarterback sneak. Especially it, he's a, a he's a big guy too. Like if he just falls forward, he's picking you up one yard. Exactly. I don't like Trevor Lawrence at all. But shit, I'm pretty sure the guy can run a fucking quarterback sneak, man. <laughs> I mean, they just have zero identity right now at all. And I, I think crazy stat, they're the only team in football to not make a field goal yet. They have not made a field goal yet this year. Holy oh, shit. They have missed, I think they've attempted five or six kicks. They've missed all of them. And they've only had extra points. They're like the first team in NFL history to do that through this many games. And they've gone through, I think, three kickers so far because of injuries. You talked about identity, Colin. Did they say a couple of days ago they want to rush for 250 and throw for 250 every game? And it's just like, yeah, I remember that's not that's something you hear very often. I mean, I guess I can see why you would want to accomplish that more in college, but I just, I don't think that's applicable in the NFL whatsoever. <laughs> he too focused, man. Getting loose at them bars. I, I think we gotta. I think we gotta move on from Jags Dolphins. Yeah. So real quick, it. real quick, give me your pick. I have Dolphins minus three and a half. Fuck. I hate I this. 
I'll take Dolphins. Man. Jags plus three and a half. Yeah, I hate Trevor Lawrence, but give me the fucking Jags. You know, I got one of those feelings, man. I, I, don't think, right. I don't think Jacoby Brissett's a bad quarterback. I mean, the Dolphins are so much more talented. Than All right, we got to move on. We got to move on. <laughs> Bears at the Packers. Bears plus four and a half. Bears played a good game last week, Colin. Um, no, the Raiders played a shit game. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm uh, thinking Packers cover all the way. Packers cover perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was kidding about the Bears playing well. Uh, Justin Fields, I don't even think he threw for 100 yards in no, that win. He did. He did. He, he did. did. Okay. It was. He it was. was he not much over, but he did. He was. He was. Uh, it's, I was a little just game manager. He made some plays. He he used his feet, which I love to see. I'm still really high on Justin Fields. It's just in that system, which does not have a lot of weapons and doesn't have an line. it's just going to take time. And unless there's a drastic turnaround, there's no way they can go point for point with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm taking a Packers cover here, I think. Yeah. I think pretty I easily, well. too. I am as well. Also, can we put out an APB for Allen Robinson? Where the hell is he gone? <laughs> kind of hard to put up numbers when they don't throw the ball more than seven yards down the field, Daddy. Yep. That's, that's, that's fair. No, that's fair. Oh, Dude, they might be the only team with worst play calls than the Steelers. That shit is terrible. <laughs> They're not going to attempt more than 20 passes a game ever, at least not until the midway season or midpoint, midway point of the season. They're fucking shit. How long is Montgomery out for? At least a couple more weeks. Yeah, I think it may be like three more. What are they, three and two right now? Two and three. No, they're yeah, three, three and two. Three they and got two. a brutal schedule. They got Packers this yeah. week, Buccaneers next week. Got Chargers, <laughs> or no, they got Ravens in a couple weeks. So it's brutal. Ben, they do have a better record than your Vikings. <laughs> I don't think it'll be anywhere near comparable. Come in. Vikings are the same team every year, bro. <laughs> I mean, well, they're, they're we'll still get... a better team than the Bears. <laughs> You can have that title. I think we had a pretty consensus pick on the Packers to cover. Um, The next game, Bengals at the Lions. Lions plus three and a half. Um, I'm hoping the Lions can win. I feel so bad for the the Lions. Excuse me. I love Coach Dan Campbell. I love him. He's been screwed over this year by a lot of tough losses, but Oh, I, I'm I'm gonna pick the Vikings to cover plus three and a half. Sadly, the Lions don't play game. the Vikings this week. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the fucking matchup, son. I know, I know the uh, I know the Bengals are good. They played the Packers really close, but I think the uh, the Lions will cover against the Bengals. Can right. we repeat the line one more time? Three and a half. It's only three and a half. Three and a half for the Lions. I think the Bengals win by a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like a decent I like, win. I like Cincinnati a lot. I think, yeah, I think their offense is really good and their defense has been better than I thought. Dude, yeah, they're so- playing way better than I thought they would. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah, their defense, I mean, their offensive line is still kind of shit, but I mean, they're making it work. They're getting off yeah. passes kind of quick. Jamar Chase is a beast. And that, I mean, they made some acquisitions on defense in the offseason that are actually paying off for them that we kind of criticize them for. So, I mean, good for them. They've kind of figured it out. I just think the Bengals are going to be one of those teams that play really well at home and then are kind of – you just don't know. Because they they competed with the Packers at home 
I mean, the entire game. They should have won that game against the Packers. A lot of it wasn't for the five missed kicks. But then you look at when they played on the road against a, I think we can all agree, a lesser Chicago team and Burrow threw three straight picks on three straight passes. Hey, that shit was wild. Exactly. I think the Lions cover, and I, I'm I'm gonna give. I want Dan Campbell to win. I'm gonna pick the Lions to win. Call me crazy. Give me the my dirt. upset of the week. My upset of the week. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Bengals win that game. Did Dan Campbell cry though? That that's a that was a touching moment. It that was. Is, that is the ultimate football guy. He loves that team. Yeah, for sure. They're all unlucky as shit, but that shit not going to change this week. Like, you know, that shit's not fucking changing. Agree to disagree. What are your guys' picks? Need to hear the picks, clearly. Bengals cover. I took Bengals, yeah. Yeah. Bengals by a touchdown. Yeah, Bengals by 10, matter of fact. Uh, All right. Another stinker. We got Texans at the Colts. Colts minus 10 and a half. Don't even want to talk Give about it. My, my, playing? All I, I got to so. say, Carson went – I mean, the Colts choked hard last week, and a lot of it was just Lamar being Lamar. But, my God, they, that's brutal to go one and four now. Carson Wentz has not been bad. I mean, he had like 400 passing yards. But he still just makes a couple really stupid mistakes every game. I don't – I remember who it was that hit him last game. But he saw this dude rushing at him. He was looking to pass. He saw this dude coming right at his face, and he still just did not protect the ball. He was still trying to – he tries to make too much out of every play. And, I mean, that's got to – I think that's like his third fumble of the year already. So, yeah, If Tyrod plays, I got the Texans. If Tyrod doesn't play, I got the Colts. It's that simple. Fair. Fair. I'm actually – I'm going to take the Colts, but I think the Texans cover this game. Davis, Davis Mills played much better than I thought last week. I expected against a Bill Belichick-led team, a team that always shuts down rookie QBs, that they would go in and kill that game. And if not for a late comeback, the Texans win that one. So I liked what I saw out of Mills. I think he plays well enough for them to cover. And I'm still going to take the Colts win because there's the better overall roster. But I think it'll be closer than some people think. They're one and four. Colts are definitely the better one and four. But they get to two and four. Only two rookie quarterbacks have ever thrown for 300 yards against Bill Belichick. One, Davis Mills. Two, can you guess the second? Can anyone guess the second? Um, give me like, Gino like Smith. five seconds. Oh, yes, yeah. It's Geno Smith. What is Geno Smith? Who? It's his teammate, Russell Wilson. Uh, I, t- I swore I saw that. Well, Kevin and Russell Wilson or Seattle Seahawks, bro. <laughs> I live in uh, maybe, maybe it was Geno Smith beating. The, the Patriots is a rookie. Yeah, it was, it, it was something. There was some stuff to do with Geno Smith. Geno Smith was talking shit on Twitter. He was, like, <laughs> retweeting it. Bo. Um, but my pick, I got the Colts to cover to minus 10 and a half. I just think, I th- I, I think Indy <clears> – Indy's th- had a really tough schedule to begin the year. Um, but I, just, I think this is a game where they'll be able to, you know, throw the ball downfield, put up some points, not play oh, close Jonathan Taylor is that dude. He is – Yes. He is a playmaker, and he's doing the same shit that he was doing all four years of college. Fuck him. Fuck Wisconsin. (laughs) Yeah, fuck Wisconsin. But, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin, I mean, he did some shit that Melvin Gordon couldn't even do there. So, I mean, I'm not surprised by his success at all. Yeah. All right, next game, 
also kind of a stinker. Uh, Rams at the Giants. Rams minus ten and a half. I got Rams to beat the shit out of the Giants. Yeah, because I'll take the Rams as well. Sorry, I'll be short and let you go, Connor. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page as Donovan here. No, I just have a question um, about the status. I saw Daniel Jones didn't practice yesterday. I I, I think it kind of depends on his status because it seemed like he and the offense have kind of been figuring it out. So I don't know. I mean, that game. I think it's no Daniel the- Jones. It's no Saquon Barkley. And I think it's no Golladay. That's that's brutal. Yeah, too many injuries, and I I think Shepard didn't play or Galladay left the game, and Slayton's hurt. Tony got ejected. Punch. Yeah, Tony because he, he Tony 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 Tony. You gotta love the players punching dudes with helmets on. That's always smart. Classic, yeah, like absolute that, classic. I like the, it's good passion. It's like a show of emotion. <laughs> that guy's nice though. He had 189 yards. It was his breakout game, and he had 78 the week before. So he's, I yeah, mean, that's my boy for sure. They're, they're unleashing Tooney. Yeah, but Rams by fucking murder probably. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, next game: Chiefs at the Washington Football Team. Chiefs minus six and a half. Oh shit. Uh. <laughs> this I think this is gonna be a close one because I mean Washington. I think it will too. I mean their defense hasn't played up to its expectations at all this year. But I and okay, I love how I think it was Big Cat that said it. He said it. Per, you could not say it better. Taylor Heineke is a young Ryan Fitzpatrick. He literally yes. is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love <laughs> him. Uh, I think I think Washington's gonna keep this close, but. By default, I got to take the Chiefs on the road. Or, or I got to take the Chiefs on the road to win this one. I do not have them losing to Washington, especially when their defense is not look great. But the potential is there for them to disrupt that Chiefs offensive line. If the Chiefs go two and four, I think it's time to start. Definitely time to start worrying about them. Yeah, I think a lot of teams have found like an answer for the Chiefs offense. They just play deep. Don't give up the big play to Tyreek. And it seems to be a lot of, a lot of teams are getting a lot of pressure on Mahomes because of that weak offensive line. And, you know, as amazing as he is, there's only so much that dude can do. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I see the Chiefs winning, but I don't think it's going to be like a real pretty win for him. You know? Yeah. I think, the, I think the Chiefs win this close, but I actually think it's kind of high scoring. I mean, I guess you can have a high scoring, ugly game. But I have seen enough out of Heineke in that Washington offense to think that they can move the ball on the Chiefs defense because everyone can. So I'm I'm going to take the Chiefs, but I think I think we could see each team score at least three to four touchdowns. I, I like it. Did you say the over under, Donovan? Do you know the over under? Uh, I can look at it really quick. Yeah, I, I just uh, think. I mean, obviously the Chiefs, the the Washington defense is the better defense on paper. But the Chiefs' offense is good enough to move on it, and then the, the fifty-four and a half. Fifty-four. Yeah, I'm going to take the over on that. But a Chiefs win. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I got to do something. Sorry, I was just going to say, Chiefs have got to do something about Daniel Sorensen. That dude is a. Oh trophy. my god. Yeah, he's so. Um, those but, those pictures are hilarious with the Tyron Tyron Matthews. Hands up. I mean, he just gets burnt <laughs> play after play. It's it's bad. You know, he's weird. turning into all, Chris Conti. All last year, dudes were just like the announcers would talk about, oh, how great he is, how he's swarming every, he's always making tackles, he's always making plays. Doing this year, this dude is fucking looking like toast, dude. 
<laughs> watch his face. Uh, King on the fucking um Packers, bro. He's getting burnt. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, he's got Chris Conti syndrome. <laughs> Something like it. White guys can only be good for a couple years in the second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I got Chiefs to win. Chiefs to cover the six and a half. The Washington football team being without Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas, I think is going to end up hurting hurting them. Uh, therefore, I think the Chiefs are just going to outscore them at this point. Yeah, you know what I, there, there's no way the Chiefs are this bad. I, I, I still just don't believe it. You don't make it to – if it wasn't for D Ford being offside the, what, the 2019 AFC Championship game, that's three straight Super Bowls for the Chiefs. There's no way they're this bad. I still think the Chiefs – I mean, I think their breakout game is going to be next week when they play Tennessee because that defense cannot – they won't be able to stop them. They might drop 50 on them. And then after that, they get Giants and then Packers at home, and I think that's where they really make, like, a statement when, like, we're back. So, I don't know what's happened this week, but I think next week is when they're going to start going on a run. Old. All right, next game. Hold ben, on, hold on, hold with... on. Can I, oh, okay. can I just break some quick baseball news? Real quick. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Mike Schilt is out as the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Really? I was hoping that that run got him an extension because I don't think he's very good, but the Cardinals let him walk. So we don't wow. have to talk about it. I I don't think he's a fantastic manager, so it's, it's probably a better long-term move for the Cardinals, but I was hoping he would stick around after that run they went on. So that was just announced. Interesting. I, that surprised me. We'll talk about that later in the episode. But uh, next game. Vikings at the Panthers. Panthers <laughs> minus one and a half. Ben, why don't you go ahead and start us here? I think that's actually a good line for this game because I think it'll be close. I think it'll also depend more on which Sam Darnold shows up. The Vikings defense has been much improved. I believe over the past 10 quarters of football, the Vikings have allowed two touchdowns, and that's against Seattle, Cleveland, and Detroit. So the Vikings defense has been improved. And if Sam Darnold gets turnover happy, like we have seen him, especially in the last couple of weeks, this is a game the Vikings should win. They're, they're, they're more talented on offense, I think. But if Sam Darnold plays a clean game, uses his legs like we saw, he's, he's still up there in, in rushing touchdowns at the top of the leaderboard. So I think there's a very, a very real route for both teams to win this game. This is this is a tough this is a tough pick. I think whoever wins is winning this by a, like a field goal to a touchdown. I'm gonna I'm not gonna, a tough pick, Ben. It's not a tough pick. <laughs> I'm 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 taking Minnesota to win this one. The Vikings defense has been looking very much improved. I mean, the Arizona game it's Kyler Murray, it's the Cardinals. Yeah. What are you gonna do? The last three weeks, defenses look much improved. Agreed. And you're going against Sam Darnold. He's gonna be seeing ghosts. With uh, Patrick Peterson, looks like he's been playing pretty good, right? He's I been mean, fantastic in coverage. I didn't have the highest expectations, but I he has been awesome. Every time I, I'm watching, he's making plays. Yeah, I saw every Everson Griffin was getting involved last week. Uh, the mental man is back. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think the Vi- in spite of Ali, Vikings by a million. If if the Vikings oh. offense from weeks one through three throws shows up, this is this is an easy Vikings win. But if they play like they get into Detroit last week, this will be a very close game. Dude, so did Thielen even have a catch last week? Thielen did not have a catch until the last drive of the game where he had both catches. 
Yeah, so, I remember because Connor was trying to try to give me feeling and shit for McCaffrey. Yeah. And I'm like, this dude didn't have a catch in the last drive. Also, McCaffrey, there's he's a 50-50 shot to play. Yeah, so obviously that plays in the That's the other thing I was wondering that was weighing into my decision. But I don't know. I feel like McCaffrey doesn't win games, you know. He always puts up crazy numbers, but I don't feel like he's that big of a, you know, like a, I don't think he's a he wins and loses football games. You know what I mean? No, I, no, I, I get that. You can't you can't rely on one player to win you a game. Obviously, when there's yeah, eleven offense, eleven on. If they're like, let's look at the running back position. Like, fancy obviously, like probably no one better than him. But dude, like in real football, there's like six or seven backs I'm taking. You know, on the way before McCaffrey on a game winning drive. You know, I don't like McCaffrey at all <laughs> personally. <laughs> but I can I can get behind that. I don't know about six or seven. I could probably I say like, more reasonable is like four or five. Four. Or four. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be much more confident in Minnesota. But also, good friend Ali brought up today, the Panthers are 0-2 since trading Dan Arnold as we lost the Darnold-Darnold yes. connection. So that's, that's a very real thing we got going on there. So I'm, I, it, I'm sticking with the Vikings. It, that connection still just was, is, was stuck in my head, the Sam Arnold, the Dan Arnold. I just yeah, could not get over that. Um, I, I still just I, – I don't – love Sam Darnold yet. I, I just don't. I think they a couple of their wins were against just weaker teams. Like they beat the teams like the Texans and the Jets. And who was the other team that they beat? It was the Saints. Yeah. But uh, the Saints are the on and off team. They're good one week, bad the other. I, I don't love this Panthers team. I think they got off to a good start. I think it was a good story. Sam Darnold starts 3-0, leading the league in rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I don't think this is a playoff team. I still think this is a max six, maybe seven win team. Thank you. Thank I'm taking you. the Vikings by I the Vikings ten. Vikings I don't by know, 10. but I got the, I got the Vikings by a touchdown. I think it's gonna be a comfortable win. Maybe get a little close in the fourth quarter, but I definitely see the Vikings pulling away with it. Yeah, Panthers not winning more than seven football games. I'm sorry, they are fucking <laughs> such big phonies. I- <laughs> You hear me I, out here? They are big phonies. They're not good. They're not good. Sam Darnold is a hype train. I don't like him at all. Yeah, I like DJ Moore though. Shout out him, Ben. I I am a huge DJ Moore fan. Yes. I want to say real quick, this is about as close to a must win as you can get because Minnesota goes Panthers, then they have bye week. So if you go into the bye at three and three, you're setting yourself up for a shot, especially in an, an NFC conference that isn't the strongest outside of the NFC West. So you give yourselves a shot. But if you're going in two and four into the bye, the teams the Vikings have to play out of the bye, Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, Packers. There's a very real chance that you could go 0-4 in those games because they're all all four are fantastic teams and all four are I, – I think you can say all four of those teams are Super Bowl contenders. So they, they yeah. need to win this one and go into the bye at 500. Yeah, yep. I think it's a big game for Minnesota for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Next game, Chargers at the Ravens. This is going to be a really good game. This is really fun. Uh, uh, ben and Colin know I was big on the Chargers coming into this year. So far, they're making me look like a genius. Uh, Chargers plus three and a half. I am rolling with the Chargers here. I think it's going to be close. I think they cover – the three and a half win's going to be tough, but I'm, I'm going to take him to win. I'm going to pick him. I disagree. <laughs> oh, picking this is the best game of the week. Every Baltimore game is just like 
it's like a it's like a heart attack. Like I can't even imagine being a Ravens fan this year because it it's just a roller coaster. Every game comes down to the last couple plays. I can't um, imagine being a fan of a team whose games come down like that. Couldn't be me. Yeah, all right. Um, and I mean a trend I've seen with the Chargers here, and the one that I picked the Browns to win last week. Um, and one thing I was right about is they did run it down the Chargers' throats. They could not do anything to stop it. They couldn't do anything about it. Um, and the Ravens are the number one rushing team in the NFL because of Lamar Jackson. And, I mean, their they're running backs, the, uh, Latavius Murray and the, and the – I mean, the committee that they have, they kind of figured it out a little bit, at least better than I thought they would. And I'm going to take the Ravens to win this one at home. This is one where I probably take the home team to win. I'm going to take the Ravens. And I still think that's the Chargers' number one – Weakness is the running game, so I'm going to take the team that is the number one rushing team in football. I don't know, man. I'm really liking the way Herbert's been throwing the pigskin this year, bro. Herbert is legit. That's my dog. I got to watch him play in college. I saw him play in college against Washington State a couple years ago. I'm like, yeah, this dude is serious. He's going to be real good. I think – I think it's going to be a high-scoring game for sure. It's always hard, bro, because, you know, the Ravens in the first half, Ravens in the second half, nowhere near the same football team. You know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do they have? Like three or four comebacks already this year in the second half. Yeah, I think yeah. – Yeah, three comebacks. <laughs> like, that is ridiculous. But I got to go with the Chargers, man. I, their defense surprised me. They've been playing better than I thought they would. That is true. Whatchamacallit, the Ravens. We'll for sure be running the fucking football. I mean, the top two backs still loud. You know, it's Lamar. So, I mean, it doesn't really fucking matter, I guess. But yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a close game. I could see, like. I, I, I just see this as being a close game coming down the wire. And Lamar is going to have to make those throws. And Lamar, don't get me wrong, has much improved as a passer. I will give him credit for that. He threw the ball great against uh, Colts. But even in that game, you still saw him miss a couple of key throws. He had a uh, – Well, I don't know if you could really say that, Donnie, man. Dude threw for he, four, over 400 yards and was 86% completion percentage. I don't really know if you could say he, that. He, it's crazy to criticize a guy on a couple of key throws when he threw the ball that well for that long. No, that's, that, that's, that's fair. But he, he, he has had a fumbling problem this year, which is big. He, he, already he, has, don't, tuck the, he don't tuck the fucking rock. But that's what happens, you know – well, he's he has to turnovers in a game <laughs> like this is going to cost you. It is. Yeah. Not every week you're going to play the Colts who blow a nineteen. What was it? A nineteen point lead in the yeah, fourth something. quarter, something like that. I I just think at some point it is going to come back to bite him. If if it's a you know final drive situation and I got to pick a quarterback to make a couple throws to win a team game, I'm picking Herbert over Lamar nine times out of ten. I think Lamar's a great quarterback. Uh, I think he is. As of right now, I'd pick him as my MVP this year, honestly. Yeah, he's balling. And, and uh, but I, I just, there's guys I trust throwing the ball more than Lamar. Yeah, of course. But yeah, but I think this week will ultimately come down to quarterback play. You know, yes. I think those two guys will be the deciding factor on who wins that football game. No, I don't got no Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I so think well, the, first of I was, all, I was I was gonna tag you and I was I was tweeting out a little a little we got world lucky, world lucky I don't got Twitter they couldn't handle that shit. <laughs> the total yard stat with uh with Lamar in comparison to like half the league is insane. Yes. It's what that's that's 
totally in, in the conversation for MVP at this point in the season. Obviously, we've still got like 11 more weeks to go. I think this is going to be the, the best game of the weekend. It's a shame that it's a, it's a shame that it's a noon game. I get, I get why, because it's in Baltimore, but I think I'd rather watch that over. I mean, I'd rather watch that on Sunday night football over Seahawks and Steelers. Geno You're telling me people really want to watch big Ben and Geno Smith go at it for three hours. It's we'll, going to be fucking electric. It's going to be electric. We'll, just wait, we'll just get wait. to that game in a little bit. But. Just wait. It's going to be electric. That's all I got to say. All right. Next hold game. On, wait, hold on. I didn't, give, I didn't give my pick yet. Um. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, back the fuck up, Donnie. Okay. All right. Sorry. Chargers drive down the field for a game-tying touchdown and miss the extra point. Ravens win this one. Nah, man. If any, if, if you're going to come down like that. Bold. I'm thinking another no, like this Kano? He he missed a couple last week. Okay, but that was everyone did. The entire everyone NFL did. I guess everyone did. Look, it was a, football, it was a league wide thing. And of it, course, the week that contagious. that happens, a Vikings kicker makes a game winner. <laughs> it, it's the Lions, bro. That's the Lions curse. It it has to be. There's no other explanation. That the one week, the one game, the one moment, Greg Joseph hits a like 55 yarder to win the game. It's a it's against Detroit. I'm I don't think it happens against any other team. Fair. Okay. All right. Cardinals at the Browns. Browns minus two and a half. This is a tough game. I want to hear what you guys, what's your guys' thoughts? You know, I'm riding with the Cardinals. Me, and personally me, I will always be a Browns doubter, being a fucking Steelers fan. I don't think Baker Mayfield is capable of making the big plays to win games. Still, still don't feel that way. They got a real strong rushing attack, obviously, of Hunt and Chubb. That's going to be hard to stop. But, I mean, that Cardinals offense is electric, and I think Kyler Murray's a fucking playmaker. You know, he's going to find ways to win football games, and he has been all season. You know, they won in multiple ways. I don't think they're just winning the game one way. So I think they say perfect. This is by far my favorite game of the afternoon. I mean, there's only three, which kind of sucks, but easily, easily the favorite here. Browns really need to win this one to keep pace because if they lose, they fall to 500 at three and three and the Ravens have a chance to just keep rolling. The Bengals are competitive. The Steelers could get back to 500 as well. So Browns kind of need to win this one to keep pace. I think they actually do it. I think the run game, I don't love Arizona's defense. And I think the Browns run game will just completely gash Arizona. And even though Kyler is a drastic advantage over Baker, uh, if if the Browns can control the clock in this one and keep Kyler on the sidelines as much as possible, I think they have a shot to win this one. So I'm taking Browns. I I completely agree with everything, Ben. I in a game like this, the Cardinals high powered offense, especially with Kyler, you need to keep the ball away from the Cardinals if you're going to want to win. And I think the Browns are the perfect team to go up against the Cardinals because they do such a good job of running the football, having multiple backs. I know Baker, Baker has not been the Baker we thought he was going to be, I think is the best way to put it. Um, but I, I, I like the Browns in this one. I like the Browns to cover the two and a half and to. Can you guys name, touchdown. can you guys name the Browns three leading receivers, not wide receivers, just three leading receivers this year? I'm going to go with Hooper. No, 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 no. He has no. not been involved. Najoku what about, for any day of the week. Uh, I don't about, know if Najoku's uh, what about, on there either. What about uh, Peoples-Jones? Is Peoples-Jones on there? 
Nope. Really? Kareem Hunt's oh. one of them. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is. I know yeah. that. Uh, I don't think OBJ. He's only play, has he played. No, even? there's no way. He's only played three games and he's been. Three games. That's what I thought. Number well, one by a long shot is David Njoku. With wow. Really? Second is Kareem Hunt, like you <laughs> mentioned, with 149. And third, uh, Rashard Higgins with 143. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is nuts. Who would, I mean, who would have thought? Who, yeah, exactly. Who gives a fuck about those guys? They don't, they don't I, I throw think, the ball. And Baker only I has like I think the Browns play better without Odell. I think I just want to say it. They play better I know, without I, just, I think Odell still has it. I just think he's not. I think I think he's a good receiver. I don't think he fits in that offense. Odell could have had a run first off. Go ahead. He, he could have had 100-plus yards and multiple touchdowns against Minnesota if Baker was even a competent quarterback on that day. So I don't want to yeah. say he doesn't fit the offense. It's just – I don't know. They, they need a receiver. They can't, they can't just run it with Higgins and Peoples-Jones until Landry comes back. There. All right, so what were you guys' picks? Cleveland. I take the Browns to – I take the Browns to win – the three points, it's three points, right? Two and a half. So two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, I'll I'll take Cleveland to cover. That's a tough right. one. Bro, I got Cardinals by six, straight up. Nice. Uh Raiders at the Broncos. Raiders plus <laughs> three and a half. Colin. Um well, you know what, Colin, you take the you take the mic. You you take the stage. I will say um the interim head coach. He's a very respected man in the organization. He's been he's been around for a while. Players love him. He's a great. I don't know if you guys saw his uh his his uh press conference or whatever, but um he was choking up almost in tears. I mean, the players love this guy. That being said, the Raiders are not going to win this football game. Uh, I'm not even saying it's for the the reason of like the distractions going on. I just think the Broncos in Denver at this stage of the season. Um, after what we saw last week, it's not a good matchup for the Raiders. Uh, that Bears defensive front was giving the Raiders fits because their offensive line stinks. Probably the worst in football right now. Um, they got to get healthier and they got to, I mean, get, get that figured out. I think Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, those guys are going to feast. Um, I think it'll be a lower scoring game, but I'm going to take Denver by six. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with that for the most part. I don't know. The, I feel like the Broncos defense is a little overrated, seeing as how my Steelers put 27 on them. You know, going into that game, I thought the Steelers only beat well, – maybe beat the Broncos like fucking 14-9 or something. But to see us score that many was kind of shocking because I didn't think we'd be able to move the ball that well on that defensive front, especially with how shit our offense line had been. And Najee Harris had his first 100-yard rushing game against them. And like the fucking middle third quarter, he reached it. So I was a little confused by that. But no, I don't. Denver's legit. I mean, I I'm not buying into any of that hype, or I wasn't when they were three. Our uh, our Broncos hype man Ben, uh, he'll he'll give you the reason why the Broncos are going to be a lot better this year. But yeah, I but... was not high on the Broncos. I know Colin wasn't. I'm not ben out. Ben, why don't you talk to us about why the Broncos are? going to be a playoff contender okay yeah sorry if i repeat anything i had to go let someone in so i had to disappear for a second um i am slightly less confident on the broncos as i was <laughs> earlier in the season 
There we go. I will say that. Um, I still think they have the defense to keep them in games. Yeah. The offense has just got to be better. It's been it's been bad the last two weeks. I know they had the late push against the Steelers, but the offense just has to be better. They need to push the ball down the field more, which they were doing in the first two weeks, but it was also against bad defenses. So at, when they were three and zero, I was trying to like push it to the back of my brain that it was only against bad teams, and just like no, this team's actually good. But they may not be actually good. I mean, we'll they have a lot of talent. It's oh yeah, just, no, their oh, roster yeah. is stacked. They just have not proven anything yet. And I mean, well, still- it's 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 hard to have a good offense when Pat Shermer is calling plays. Yeah, it's, it's crazy just, it's- that Pat Shermer was the one calling the plays when the Vikings made it to the NFC Championship, and it was like perfectly fine. And then since then, it's just been atrocious. Yeah, I mean the 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 offense. I mean. Teddy has had a nice season, but you're still limited with Teddy Bridgewater at quarter, quarterback. This um, Javante Williams, I mean, he's kind of turning into their lead back. He's still young. Rookie, I mean, their receivers are still pretty young, and Noah Fant as well. So uh, there's a lot of inconsistency there. They're getting it figured out a little more kind of as they go. Um, but I still don't see them winning more than seven, eight games. I would be shocked if they did. Yep, I got a, uh, I got the Broncos to win and to cover. I, I just, I, I don't put my money. I don't have faith in teams that are dealing with have money. off the field issues. Uh, that's why I can't bet the Jags. That's why I can't bet the or the uh, Raiders. So I'm taking the Broncos here. I'm gonna take um, the Broncos as well. I know I didn't get to give a pick, but yeah, I'm taking the Denver. Broncos as well. Oh. All right. Our next awesome. game, Cowboys at the Patriots. Patriots plus four and a half. We live in a day and age where the Cowboys are legit. Am I am I saying that? I'm I'm bought into the Cowboys. I I know I'm destined. To get I by I that, can't but... believe what I'm saying. I had the Cowboys win five games at the no. end of the year, and they're going for their fifth win. In- I told you that was stupid. Yeah, five is low, but they are the Cowboys. But I'll, you know, I, this year is different, and I think it's different because their defense is actually playing, like, real adequate football. Like, they look like they can, you know, be a real solid defense in the NFL. And I don't know when the last time you could say that about the fucking Cowboys. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. They always have offensive weapons. Always have offensive weapons. So everyone always, you know, hops on their fucking meat. But <laughs> this year I'm really liking the way the defense has been playing. Secondary looks pretty good. I think Diggs is overrated, but he's a ball hawk, so no knock. Can't hate on that. He's up hundred yards, though. I love how much more balanced their offense has been this year because even when Dak was healthy for the four or five games, it was super pass-heavy, but they've been much more balanced. I think using Pollard and Zeke, both of them, is a super smart strategy to keep both fresh going into the end of the year, and it's worked. They've been really efficient, and I – they're by far the best team in that division. So we, even if I buy into them and they're not as good as we think, they're still by far good enough to win that division. And they'll host a home playoff game against a wildcard team, and they probably should win that wildcard game. So yeah. I, I'm right now on the Cowboys hype train. I think they win this one and keep it rolling. Yeah, I mean, everyone was shitting on Zeke after like week two. And look at him now. I mean, he's – He's looking, like, he's looking like the Zeke of old. I've been saying – I said in preseason he looked like he was in really good shape. Um, and with Dak Prescott healthy now, I, I said it would be a big year for Zeke, and it's it's looking like it's going to turn out that way. Also, Dalton 
Schultz is one of the most underrated tight ends in the league. He's kind of having a breakout year. Um, and I, I know the other receivers kind of open it up for him, make it easier for him. But he has been a big part of their offense through three weeks, which or five weeks, which I didn't expect. Yeah, I just I for me, I think the Patriots, even at home, uh, Mac Jones is going to have his limitations. I know they kept it close against the Bucks, and but I just I think the Cowboys, as of right now, are playing better. You can make a case the Cowboys are, I mean, playing better than any team in the NFC right now. They they get the turnovers on defense uh, that they need, and their offense it, it just can't be stopped. I'm taking the Cowboys win. I'm taking the Cowboys minus four and a half. I, I think Mac Jones will be a solid quarterback in this league. I take back what I said about him being the ideal career backup in the NFL. Um, but I, don't I, 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 th- I like the Cowboys. I don't know if I agree with you saying Cowboys playing as the best team in the NFC. I think the Rams still play better football than them overall. That's and fair. I think you could argue that same thing for the Cardinals, but that's a little harder to argue. Like, you know, both sides of the football, because I think there's a lot more holes in that Cardinals defense. But on the other hand, you said, I think, I don't know, the Patriots, I think they're so offensively limited, you know. There's just really not a whole lot Belichick can do with that offense. I think Mac Jones will be pretty good. I think it's a good fit there. It's just not yet, you know. It needs more time. They can't really run the football either, which is – Oh, not at all. Not for shit. Yeah. Then that's that's huge. Especially the rookie quarterback, you see – I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head this year, but other rookie quarterbacks in previous years, when they have a running game to take the load off, it is tremendous for, for that. Yeah. that uh, I mean, look at Herbert last year at Eckler. I know not for the whole season, but he had Eckler. Burrow had Mixon. So, I mean, even some sort of running game is tremendous help. Yeah. It takes a lot of the pressure off those young guys. I do think when they get Mac Jones some playmakers, that's got to be the number one priority in the offseason, obviously, is get him at least one playmaker on offense because they have zero. Um, I, th- I think I agree with Donovan. He's going to be a legit quarterback in this league because, I mean, he's doing a very good job of just managing the game right now. He had that one shitty week against uh, the Saints, but otherwise against Tampa, against Houston, he's been really solid. So I think he's kind of exceeding all of our expectations so far. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Sunday night football, John, you take it away. Seahawks plus four and a half against the Steelers. Steelers are at home. I mean, not too much to talk about. You know, obviously, if Russell Wilson was playing, it'd probably be a very different football game. To be honest, I'm more scared of Geno. I'm a liar. <laughs> I lied. I just lied. But um, you know, we had a real good win. When we we had to win that game against the Broncos, had to to have any hope for the season whatsoever. I mean, I think Seattle. Looking at their roster right now, their defense is weak. I mean, their whole team is pretty fucking weak right now, especially if no quarterback. I mean, I think that's another game, you know, if we don't win, then, you know, the dark ages have come a lot sooner than I wanted them to, man. But, I mean, I also felt better about the way Ben played last week. He looked more comfortable than weeks before. He was actually throwing the ball downfield. I was yeah, surprised. Yeah, that's, you know, more to do with the offensive line playing a little bit better. He's having, you know, he's getting a little more confident than them to, you know, not having him on his fucking backside every game, you know. <laughs> but we'll see. I got the Steelers winning. I don't think it's going to be a really, like, exciting game, you know, by any fucking means because it's Steelers, Seahawks, Geno Smith, yeah. 45-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. 
But I think our defense hopefully will play well. So this is a good team to really, like, you know, get healthy. It's like a tune-up because we do have a, you know, a long, hard stretch of the season coming up after this. But, yeah, I got the Steelers winning this one. I mean, I fucking pray if we don't if we don't win you guys will not hear from me for a little while <laughs> might be in a deep state of depression but yeah i got the steelers winning probably i said you know fuck it by 10 i got the steelers by fucking 10 that's fucking right okay <laughs> i need i need a big deontay johnson game i'm expecting it because in fantasy this week i'm without um both of my running backs yeah, Edward I Blair, edwards alert out for a while <laughs> And Kamara is on the bye. So it's our first bye week of the NFL season. Yeah. I mean, back-to-back weeks, Packers and Denver, he had a long touchdown. So Yeah. And so I mean, ben was long, he looks like he likes to look him. So. I mean, that Seahawks defense sucks. It's, I mean, I mean, it's, it's on pace to be, like, the worst ever so far this year. So oh, man, they're fucking shit. But, you know, what? if anyone can make them look good, it's my Pittsburgh Steelers. So I wouldn't be too, too confident. <laughs> I mean, but Juju is now out, so I would look. I think Deontay's going to have a pretty good game. I think Claypool, shout out Ben, is going to have a probably pretty good outing. I think, I think maybe James Washington will finally be getting some football thrown his way. I think both Steelers, I mean, the two main ones in Deontay Johnson and Claypool have really good games because that Seahawks secondary sucks. Steelers have the defensive advantage here as well, although it's not been – the Steelers even hasn't been amazing, as great as it, like, it looks on paper. It's still been good. So if, if Geno Smith, Geno Smith would have to play a really, really good game. I think Seattle has the better offense in terms of like weapons around Geno Smith, but I think the Steelers, I think the Steelers win this one in a close one. I'm taking Steelers by a field goal. I I don't love it though. I'm taking the Steelers to win uh, and to cover the four and a half, but I actually want to talk about the Seahawks for a bit. Because I alluded to it at the beginning of the year. And obviously, I think it'll change because Russell isn't playing. But I said that the NFC West was the toughest division in football. And I liked all three teams in the NL, in the NFC West, excuse me, better than the uh, Seahawks. I didn't think the Seahawks were going to have a great year. I think I had them at about six or seven wins because they had a tough schedule, because they had. Uh, uh, tough division and I alluded to it not because I think he's a bad coach I think he's a great coach but I think at the end of the year Ooh. the Seahawks are going to get rid of Pete Carroll I yeah, really do I can see that I oh. think it just needs to be a culture oh. change I think it also helps Colin knows where I'm going with this yeah that the USC job though that just popped in my I never even thought about that. That just popped oh, in my head. Would Pete Carroll have what it take? Would would he be willing to like I don't I don't, he's been in the NFL for how long now and he's won a Super Bowl, he's been there multiple times. I mean, it's a completely different it's a completely I mean when he'd have was, to rebuild uh, that whole program too. Yeah. But he would get recruits. I mean, if you got Pete Carroll back after the success that he had there, um, and just having a big name like that, I mean USC, they would definitely get I think a top 10 recruiting class immediately within there. That's, that's my prediction for the end of the year. I, I alluded to it early in the year, but I, I, I think Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll is a great coach. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's one of those. He's been in Seattle so long. What has it been? Oh, it's been like 10 years now. He's outdated, yeah, it's been around. Bro, he's outdated. I saw yeah. Brandon Marshall talking about it on that shit. He's always on. He was saying that the plays that they were running 
while he was playing, they're still fucking using him today. Yeah. Like, he's not fresh, man. And that's why I, I could kind of see your prediction of him leaving. He could land a couple places in the NFL, but I think the USC, USC would be a real – it would be really interesting, a real interesting reunion. You know? Very entertaining. Very entertaining. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all know why he left the first time. You know, a little bit of shadiness going on around there. But, you know, that's college for you. You know, that would I will say uh, – I think Reggie Bush should get his Heisman back. Oh my and, uh, God, yeah. Reggie Bush threw me a T-shirt uh, last Saturday. That man. <laughs> oh, when you when you throw in the field when you guys beat a backup quarterback. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Are we gonna talk about that after after the last game? That is about that. All right. What's the Monday night game? The Monday night game: Bills at the Titans. Oh. That could be a good game. Here we go. I'm Daddy. saying. I'm saying Buffalo is gonna win. They are gonna surpass the five and a half points to cover. I'm saying Bills by give me Bills by 24. Get the fuck out of here. I read a two-page apology paper if they beat them by 24. (laughs) I'll tell you what, man. That is some bullshit you just The Bills have (laughs) a great – their offense is great, okay? It's the best in the NFL, in my opinion. And their defense has been their defense is legit. It's legit. It's back to being legit again. They're number one in uh, points scored and number one in points against. They're the best team in football right now, hands down. Yeah, I can see that. I don't think they're winning by no fucking 24. Is I know AJ Brown's back, but he hasn't been that huge factor. Is Julio gonna play? Overwhelming. I don't think I don't think so. Wait, this dude. Oh my, I'm about to drop him. I'm literally about to drop him. (laughs) I tried to trade for him and you didn't want to give him up. He he did did practice. He did practice uh, yesterday. Okay. Ben is a liar. I don't like when Ben does that. I, the, the Titans' defense is terrible. I think the Bills are just going to go up and down the field against them. I mean, I really you guys, bet, you, better, you better start them, to be honest. Uh, I think this will be a close game. I think uh, you, got, you got King Henry at home on prime time. They're going to pound the rock. They're going to have the ball for, I mean, their time of possession, you know. They're, they're still number one in the league in time of possession. And that is what wins them football games because that saves their defense a little bit because they don't have to be on the field as much. So I used to be a close one. I'll take the Bills by – it's five and a half? Five and a half. Take the Bills by five. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to take the Bills the Titans by seven. To cover? You're taking the Titans to cover? Listen, man, the Titans uh, – Fuck no. I think there's no shot. Con, are you willing to throw I, some serious money on that? No, Uh-oh. not at all. <laughs> no, because I could – I could, I, no, because I'm, <laughs> I'm a big Bills guy. It I just don't. think the Titans, you know, I think the Colts are 1-4 now. The Titans are going to take a big lead in this division. Uh, but they got some tough games coming up. Fuck, I don't know. I think – uh, I think the I think the Bills are gonna get out in front early, and it's gonna, you know, they're gonna have if the Titans are gonna want to win this game, they're going to have to throw the ball, and I don't I don't trust them to throw the ball in this game. If the Titans win, they have to make sure the Bills don't score a touchdown on their first two or three possessions. But Derek That's the Henry's only way I don't see it. They're gonna Derrick Henry's on fire. They're gonna feed in the first half. And I think it's going to be – I'm going to take the under in this game. I'm going to take the under. It's set at 54. I you, can, my friend, are ballsy. I can be – I'm not – The under – I think it's going to be a low-scoring first half. 
I think Sanjay Wilson in first half. What he tripping, man? He, <laughs> this is this game. You know, I don't this hate game the pick. is going to be like a thirty-five to. I know. I hate the pick. Fourteen game. No, nah, well, that then that wouldn't be the over, Donnie. That'd be the. I gotta over. be different what's than the, you know. I can't just say the same shit every time, you know. Did you say the over was fifty-four? Donnie, you just said thirty-five to fourteen. Do the math. See, you can't say some shit like that. Like, See, come, come on, Donnie. Come what the on. fuck is wrong? You're making us look stupid. I'm trying to back you up. I could totally see this being like a, a, I don't know, that's a weird score, but I could see it being like a 27 21 game or something around that sort. I, I don't, don't, I don't hate that score prediction, Colin. I got one for y'all. Give me 34 21 Tennessee. I mean, Buffalo, shit, not Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Buffalo, Buffalo by 24. I stand by it. I'm going to take 31 20. on that shit with me. <laughs> uh, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I want to hear what Ben has to say, though. I want to know what the injury report is. Oh, I, you guys have hit on pretty much everything there is to get to in this game. I said Buffalo by a touchdown earlier, but I'm actually going to Buffalo 31 20. So yeah, I think, I think it's like the under. Good. And I also I agree with Colin. I think it's going to be a low scoring first half. Uh, and then we could potentially see Buffalo start to pull away. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I don't. I don't. I still can't whatsoever. believe he's taking Tennessee to cover. This is bullshit. I don't know if I am because I. I I'm kinda, it's five and a half, and you said Tennessee by five. Like therefore, I was thinking about, I was thinking about it. I got a 27 to 21 score prediction. Now do the math. That's six points. They're going to cover by half a point. So you're inconsistent. So it means you're not confident. Exactly. I just exactly. had which means Bills by 24. <laughs> Whatever. Donnie, we should have went to Bill Steelers week one. We should have. I mean, I think it would have been fun. I never shut the f- I would have got jumped if I was at that game. <laughs> I would have been talking so much. I was talking so much shit in Green Bay, dude. Oh, my God. What am oh, I- shit. Um, that's going to wrap up our NFL segment. That's this week's slate. Before we move on to college, John, before week six kicks off, who is your Super Bowl matchup and winner as of right now? Oh, fuck, man. Matchup and win. All right, NFC, dude, I really like the Rams. I think the Rams' longevity. I think a lot of these other teams are going to burn out, but I think the Rams, because they have a, I think offensively they're pretty balanced. They have a strong running game. Obviously, they got Stafford. He can throw the ball. Cooper Cup's looking crazy. You know, Robert, Bob Woods. Bob, <laughs> Bob Woods. Woods. I mean, they got weapons. And then defensively, I mean, they got playmakers. You know, they're consistently pretty good on defense, you know. I think they're one of the most well-rounded teams in the league. But then the AFC, I don't know. I feel like there's a couple of dark horses right now, like the Chargers I feel like could really make a run. Browns might be okay still. If the Ravens can get healthy, maybe they can have some, you know, longevity. I think obviously the favorite right now is the Bills. I'm not too big on the Chiefs. I think maybe they lost a little bit of the magic. It's not working right now like it used to. But, yeah, right now I have to go Rams, Bills, Give me the Rams winning. I need Matt Stafford with the fucking Super Bowl ring, baby. <laughs> not John Fallon's time. It's not his time. Uh, I love the pick. I respect it. Uh, let's move on to college football. Colin, you're more of the college football guy, so I'll let you lead this discussion. All right. Number two in the country. That's all I got to say, John. <laughs> wow. Country right Loud. Now. I'm going to say – I'm not saying they're going to win it. I don't even think Iowa's that terrific. <laughs> but it, it is wide open this year. 
Georgia definitely looks like the best team in the country, but it is wide open because Bama looks very vulnerable. Ohio State, their defense sucks. They're vulnerable. I think it's wide open. I think the Big Ten's wide open. And I think any team right now that's currently in the top 15 can still make the playoffs. Yeah, I think Georgia is definitely the favorite. Not arguable. I think you would agree Bama now has to win out, right? I can't see a way where Bama loses two losses. Yeah. They would have to chaos with – I think the Big Ten, they would have to all, like, beat up in the, on each other to the point where, like, one of them can't make it, which is very unlikely. The, the only way is if, like you said, that happens. Bama would have to Bama, – Bama can't lose to Georgia in the SEC Championship to get in. If Bama were to lose a close one to someone else and then just kill Georgia, maybe. Uh, but, I think the only way is if they lost really close to Georgia. I think okay. that – I, I think if they lose to Georgia, they'd be I dead. We'll see. Boy, that's a tough. That's a tough loss for Alabama. Yeah, I think yeah. college football is in a good place though because of that. I think so too. That's I love it. It's not the same teams every year. Clemson's not even ranked right now. It's I mean, tough. yeah, and Ohio State's not the quite the powerhouse. I mean, they they just destroyed Maryland. But I mean, like we saw against Oregon. Their defense is very vulnerable. They still got – and they got a young quarterback that's figuring it out. They got the best receiving duo in the country. But I think the Big Ten is still wide open for at least four different teams. I think if Ohio State beats Penn State here in a couple of weeks, whenever that game is, they they Ohio State will end up in the Big Ten championship, potentially against Iowa. Oh, Penn State, man. Quarterback is always the weakest position. Always. I do like Sean Clifford, but him him being out the oh, second half of that Iowa game killed. Sean Clifford. I'm so low on Sean Clifford, bro. <laughs> I am so opposite on him. He's, he's not bad. He's not bad. I mean, he's, he's I think if I think if I think if he played that entire Iowa game, I think they win. I don't I don't know. I, it's, I, it's, I don't like I hate both teams with a burning passion, but I still see who, Iowa. Who do you like in the Big Ten, John? You like anyone in the Big Ten? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> But um, I think I think Penn State came out with a really good game plan with Clifford. He did throw two interceptions before he got knocked out. Um, but they just don't have much of a run game. Their offense is it's not complex at all. They just kept running the same little screen passes to Dotson, and that it just isn't very dynamic like it has been in past years. They have no run game, and I mean, I you got to give Iowa a little bit of credit for knocking Clifford out of the game because that's what they do. They get those hits on the quarterback. They they make good, clean hits. Like There is no way you're praising knocking a quarterback out due to injury. I am. Because they have an idiot. He is an idiot. I swear to God. And then you big husky white boys. That's like like the third time this year that they have knocked a quarterback out of the game off of good, clean hits that they get on him. They make good hits on the quarterback. They get to the quarterback. Is Iowa having a bounty gate situation right now? Is that what I'm hearing? It's clean hits, man. It's clean hits. Sounds like it. They hit. They they don't. They know how to tackle, man. Man, you don't want to talk uh, about Mizzou football. <laughs> I mean, there's there's. It's not that I don't want to. There's just not a lot to talk about. They're not a good team. Their rushing defense is probably the worst or one of the worst in the entire country. They play A and M this week at eleven a m. So unless A and M just comes out like still hungover off that Alabama win. A and M should. Well, I guess it's in. possible, but shit. Oh, I th- I think it's possible. Um, likely though. Mizzou I would play on it. Mizzou plays Vandy in a couple weeks. Like that game's gonna be at eleven a.m., but it should be at like seven thirty a.m. Because that I don't think anyone wants no to watch. Gonna... No one wants to watch. Yeah, maybe if you hung over, the games would be a little more enjoyable. Yeah. 
Ben, uh, Mizzou's going to have to beat at least one ranked team to make a bowl game this year. Yes. I mean, if you look at Mizzou's schedule, they they have wins. They should beat Vandy. They should probably beat South Carolina. That's put, puts them at five wins. So they're going to have to beat – they're going to get smoked by Florida and Georgia. They'll it's going to have to be A&M or Arkansas, I think. Yes. And they've, they've had some success in the pre- previous couple years against Arkansas in the uh, battle line rivalry, but it's not the same two teams. Yeah. But, yes, you're completely right on that, Colin. They're going to have to win a game that they shouldn't if they want to have a shot at a bowl game. I mean, losing, losing to Boston College and then getting smoked by Tennessee really hurt their chances because they, they were probably good enough to win at least one of those two games. But the overtime loss against Boston College and then just falling flat on their face against Tennessee – is, is killer. Uh, there's there's one thing we really got to talk about. It's um, what's going on with Oklahoma right now. Because they, I mean, we, boys, we went into this season, everyone's saying Spencer Rattler, number one prospect. He could be the number one pick next year. That He was the number one candidate for that. Number one Heisman candidate. I mean, every major news outlet, you know. And now he's benched. Yeah, I mean, he, keep him there. He stinks. This guy stinks. There's no way I could be a fan with him on my team because he's just no. like he's a he's, most stuck, he's the most stuck up yeah. dude in, in all of college football. What a yeah. fucking scumbag yeah. that guy is, you know. Caleb Williams is electric too. He came in I, and dominated in that game and he brought them all the way back. It was one of their biggest comeback wins ever. Hell yeah. I also found the tweet where he uh signed the endorsement deal with Raising Canes. I forget. I think it was a million dollar deal with Canes that he got. Bad, bad, yeah, bad investment. Bad investment. Right yeah, there. I might have to protest Canes now. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I hate that douche. I mean, I, I don't I think in high school. What a fucking douche. I just fucking hate looking at him. I look at his yeah, fucking I face, I get fucking angry. He's going to have to transfer or something now. Like, he cannot yeah. enter the draft. The Mac is I mean, willing I, to take Spencer Rattler. Yeah, you can have him. That's not the only place he can go. Mid-American <laughs> conference. Mid. Perfect. 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 <laughs> Bowling Green would be gladly mid. Spencer Rattler. You know gladly. what? <laughs> I, I just don't think Oklahoma is a top four team in football right now. I mean, they deserve to be ranked there. They have the highest winning streak in college football. They've won like 14 straight. Um, but I I don't think they're going to make the playoff. Can I get your guys 14 playoff predictions? Um, I'm going to – I'm thinking through this as I talk it out. Oklahoma has got to be in there. I think Iowa makes it. I think this is the year Cincinnati gets – wait, who did I say number one? You said Oklahoma. <laughs> That's not what I meant. That's I what happens when I – yes. As soon as I, I saw you shaking your head, I was like, wait, I messed up. No, Georgia won. That's who I that's who I meant, but we were just talking about Oklahoma. Georgia far and away won. Um, yeah. Iowa gets in. I think this is the year Cincinnati gets in as well. I think right now I feel pretty good about those three. I the, hope so. The four spot is where it really gets crazy because Oklahoma is in the picture. You could maybe have you could maybe have uh, Bama if they went out. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say number four is just I can't even give you a number four right now. So Oregon's done then, yeah? Here's what I'm he, – Oregon could – Oregon, Oregon too. They just, I don't know. I don't they know. They lost to Stanford, though, man. I know. If they – and they lost C.J. Verdell for the year. He's Yeah, been, so they might be out, man. They got another good running back. They're still going to have a good run game, but he's been the guy that steps up for them in all their big games, like Ohio State. Yeah. I think 
Oregon's going to lose. They're going to slip up one more game this year, and that's going to definitely keep them out. They're going to have to obviously yeah, some, something on the West Coast. That's the kind of feeling I got, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. The Pac-12 is not good. Yeah. it's You definitely have to win out to get consideration. I think Bama loses to Georgia, and I think yeah. that knocks him out with two losses. I think Ohio State goes and wins the Big Ten because, I don't know, I think C.J. Stroud figures it out, or he, he kind of already has figured it out. Um, he's been on fire. They have uh, that Henderson guy, great running back. They have a good run game, best receivers in the country. I think Ohio State wins the Big Ten championship. I think Iowa gets in as a four seed with one that one loss to Ohio State, and I have Cincinnati is my three seed. It's really going to come down to a one loss Iowa, and I think a two loss Alabama. And I mean, you guys can be the judge on that, but yeah. It can really go either way. That sounds about right, to be honest. I could see the picture working out like that. I think Cincy would be in there. I think this is the year for sure. I like Cincinnati, dude. I think like they would. I mean, I think Georgia's still the, I mean, the fucking heavy favorites just to win it all. Because, I mean, dude, <laughs> they look yeah. pretty, that defense is serious. <laughs> so, I mean, so I, my matchups would be Georgia and Iowa and then Cincy and Ohio State. I am deathly afraid of when Mizzou plays Georgia near the end of the season. In Georgia, Mizzou will get lucky to score double-digit points. I don't think they'll score, bro. Yeah, that's the point. In score. If they make it past the 50-yard line on offense, I would be surprised. Well, Mizzou can run the football. It's just if they, if they well, just Arkansas zero in on running the football. 480 yards a game before they play Georgia. <laughs> yeah. That shit does not matter. <laughs> Uh, I think it'll be Georgia, Cincinnati, one and two. I think Iowa will get a loss down the road, uh, potentially to Ohio State. Um, for me, it is, it, it's tough to see Alabama not make the college football playoff. It, I, I think it's tough because they'll play I, – I can see them playing Georgia in the playoff. They would need to beat Georgia – to make it into the college football playoff, but then that would knock Georgia out of being the one seed. So then by that, so would Alabama be ranked over Georgia at that point? If Alabama were to beat Georgia, then yes. Yes. In my mind. This dude had like a whole math equation. (laughs) I'll tell you what, DP. I think uh, you can't, for Alabama, you can't look past the Iron Bowl. I think Auburn... I mean, I don't even think Auburn's that good this year, but I mean, they know them well. Auburn is not scared of them. They never are. Didn't Bo Nix beat them like two years ago? It was he did. Yeah, it it was. uh, It was when Tua was hurt and Jump Max started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuck it. Give me. Give me Iowa. I'll go Georgia. Cincy. Who's the three right now? Oh wait, no. I would go. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting myself mixed up here. I'm going. Georgia one, Cincy two, Iowa three, and then four. I'll go. Give me Oklahoma. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I want. I want a Georgia Cincinnati national championship, a rematch of what the bowl <coughs> game last year. I forget what bowl game it was. It was. Yeah. It was, a, Peach it was bowl, a damn. I believe. Damn good game. I want it was, but Georgia, you know those SEC schools when they don't make the playoffs, they got some guys sitting out. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Draft, so 
that's kind of why it was really close. But Cincinnati's legit, and that quarterback could – he's definitely a Heisman candidate right now. Oh, yeah. Is this is that wrap up our college football talk? So man, I so. we are we're gonna have to. This has been a long episode so far. Yes, yes. We'll we'll zoom into baseball. John, do you want to stay for baseball? Or are you ready to leave? Oh no, I got a piss. I don't need to talk about that boring shit. That's all, all right. I'm... John, thank you for joining us. We'll have you on again sometime, hopefully it soon. Honor. It was an honor. Take... I got to be back with my brothers. Got to be back with my brothers, DJ and Ali. Need to be back with them. Maybe Alex. Oh, we yeah. When we're back home from school, we're going to get that going all together in person. It'll be, it'll be great. Oh, it'll yeah. turn into an argument for an hour and a yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, Ali won't have too much to talk about fantasy around that time. <laughs> but, all right, y'all. All right. Take care. care, Get better soon. Yeah, I'm all good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. All right. Let's get into baseball. Uh, Do we want to talk about game five or should we recap the other series first? I say we go through. I want to talk about a couple of things for game five really quick, and then maybe we can just do prediction who wins. I love the Dodgers strategy of starting Corey Knievel in this game. Um, I'll have this episode up before that game starts. So, yeah, I will. I mean, we won't know the results yet, but I love Corey Knievel starting because the Giants are super heavy platoon. If Arias is starting, they're stacking their lineup with righties. But since they're going to go Knievel and then straight to Arias, they're going from right handed pitcher to left handed pitcher. And if you're the Giants, do either just basically kind of throw away that first inning or two, however long it is, and still stack lefties or still stack righties, or do you stack lefties to face Knievel? and then switch them all to righties and have a really thin bench the last eight innings. So I think it's a tremendous strategy. Yes. So who it, who started game four? Was it Walker Buehler for the Dodgers? It was Walker Buehler for the okay. Dodgers. All right. So I then assume Scherzer is available out of the bullpen for the Dodgers tonight, which I, mean, I think will be very interesting. Game. I mean, on two days rest, I mean, I guess, yeah, you're, you're right. What – I think he'll be available, but I do think they'll go to Urias first. My only issue is that since Brandon Belt is out for the Giants, I think the Giants started to go a little right-handed heavy with their bats against right-handed starting pitchers. Um, I think they were already starting guys like Darren Ruff and Chris Bryant and uh, Longoria, Wilmer Flores. I think they were getting at-bats versus right-handed pitchers. So I like the idea of it. I think it would have worked better if you had a lefty start, a lefty opener, maybe like a David Price or something like that, and then go to a righty. But I think it is going to be Urias. I don't know. I think it's going to be a damn good game. I think we're going to see Logan Webb pitch a gem. If he I struggles, so. I would not be surprised if we see Kevin Gosman. Um, I, it's it's all hands on deck. This has been a great playoff series. We were absolutely robbed of it for it not being a seven game series. And uh, I mean, they played 19 times in the regular season. Giants won 10 out of the 19. It's two and two. I mean, this has been insane how even it's been, and I cannot wait. See and I but I will go with the Giants. I'm I'm gonna take the Giants as well. I will say no matter what team that wins the series, I think they end up representing Aaron in the World Series. Not that I'm sleeping on the Braves, but I think whichever team wins will have a drastic pitching advantage. And I know the Braves pitching was fantastic in the NLDS, 
but that Brewers offense was horrible. And I can't see them being able to perform that type of pitching again against a Dodgers or Giants lineup. I like Charlie Morton and Anderson, but after that, I don't love it for the Braves. So I, I, that's circling back. I think whoever wins this game tonight will go to the World Series for the NL. But who knows? I could be surprised again. But I'm, I'm taking the Giants to win this one. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I really hope it's not like eight to two after four innings. But because um, game game four, Di Scafani had a horrible outing. He didn't make it through two innings. And if it's anywhere near that, then it's 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 favor Dodgers because I like the Dodgers. I like the Dodgers bullpen, and I think they're they have the deeper lineup. But if if Logan Webb comes out and pitches a gem, it's that's huge for San Fran. I'm taking Logan Webb and the Giants at home. I think the Giants are going to win this game. And I think the winner of this is going to go on to win the World Series. Because, I mean, it's – this is the beauty of the MLB playoffs is it's really anyone's game. There's – I mean, any of the 10 teams that make it can win it, and there's no surprise. I mean, we picked we picked two, Milwaukee, and me and Ben did, and they're out. I picked, I picked Milwaukee and Tampa to face off, so and that lasted out. less than I picked week. the Giants-Rays. Obviously, the Rays don't make it, but, uh, I mean, the Giants got a chance. Don't count them out. Yeah, see, so it's it's completely unpredictable. Um, I've been enjoying it very much, aside from one series that I do not want to speak of. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going with the Giants, and then yeah, that sets up for two fantastic series um, for the weekend. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, let's. Let, we already kind of talked about it. Let's briefly go over it. Brewers, Braves. I picked the Brewers to win in the sweep, even though I hate the Brewers. Hate them, hate them, hate them. And uh, they did what, in the back of my head, it was kind of telling me. Their offense was atrocious. Okay, Christian Yelich is done. He's dead. He's not the same MVP Yelich. And the rest of your offense consists of guys like Omar Narvaez, Rowdy Telez, um, you know, Avisail Garcia. Lorenzo Cain, guys that are at this point in the real, they're role players. They're not guys that I think you should be able to put in the middle of a lineup and say, all right, take me to a World Series. That's not going to happen. They need stars, not role players, and their role players did not perform. And agreed. I, it was I it was the, really bad. Yelich refused to hit the ball in the air. He had like an 80% yes. ground ball rate for the series. And Terrible. as good as the Brewers starting pitching was, it the, the Braves was just as good, if not better. And the Braves had offense when they needed it. They had Jock in game four and they had Freddie Freeman in game five. So that was the difference. Also, that game in uh, game four, in game four, yeah, game four it was where uh, they pulled, oh, wait, was it game, whatever game it was where they pulled Freddie, Freddie Peralta. Peralta. Freddie Peralta, that was game four. Yes, yeah, that, that was killed them. That was a head scratcher to me. Freddie Peralta had been arguably the most dominant pitcher in the National League. You can maybe argue that with Scherzer and his own teammate, Corbin Burns. Um, pulling him in, what was it, the fourth inning to get offense, I get it. You've been struggling all series. But at that point, it's one of those, if you know you're not going to hit, you do everything in your power to keep them either at one or zero runs. And I just – I don't agree with the move they did to put in Vogelbach to hit. The bullpen kind of gave it up at the end. Um, I just – I don't know. I think the Brewers mismanaged 
their way out of the playoffs. I didn't like credit to the Braves. I didn't like that decision either. Um, Craig Council is definitely a very analytical manager, so I'm sure the numbers. I don't know. I I'm sure there I could find it somewhere where they're telling you that was a smart decision or not. But either way, I think that's one where you, you don't look at the numbers and you just say, hey, this is a guy that could – he was only like 50, maybe 60 pitches. Like, hey, this guy could get us to the eighth inning with, with zeros on the board. And we have to think that it, it, he, can, he can get a bunt down here, do something, because the, the Volgabach out was unproductive. And obviously they don't know that that's going to happen. But right. I, I think you keep him in the ballgame there, even if it means not scoring there. Because you have to think that in seven other innings they'll score a run. Agreed. Y'all pretty much touched on all bases. Um, I just want to say what a fantastic job by the Atlanta Braves in the second half of the season um, to go ahead and pull ahead to that division and just replacing their entire outfield. I mean, that is tough to do in the fashion that they did it. Um, and you got to give a lot of credit to them. They, they're legit. Ian Anderson, man. I mean, we saw a little bit – he got his first playoff action uh, last year. Was it against Cincinnati, I believe? Yeah, Cincinnati, and then they played Miami and Dodgers, and he pitched relatively well. Yeah, he pitched a, he pitched a gem against Cincinnati, and, I mean, he, he looked great. Again, pitching, uh, pitching will win you playoff games, and the White Sox have no pitching, which I know we're about to get into. That's about all well, I- yeah so let's let's just dive into it uh colin um let's hear your final statements i guess the eulogy of the uh white Sox season well when you're i mean the the season was incredible incredible season i don't want to take anything away from that um it was the most fun baseball season i've ever witnessed as a Sox fan not even close um the games are electric the fans are bad um and just the rebuild has been a success so far and it's, it's great. I'm very excited for the future of this team. It's great that they're finally getting some postseason experience. That being said, I mean, Tim Anderson, Yoan Mankata, I think Luis Robert, um, I want to say Abreu, none of them. And I think Jimenez as well, extra base hit in the series and uh, any of the four games. I mean, you can't do that against the Houston Astros and expect to win or even compete because that's the best lineup in baseball. Um, so, I mean, that's number one. And two, it just pitching struggles all around. Every starting pitcher struggled. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, just regrouping the offseason. It wasn't meant to be. And looking good to next year. The, the Astros are legit. McCullers, we could not hit him. And – that lineup top to bottom is just scary. Aside from Maldonado, that dude cannot hit. <laughs> one through eight, they are tough to beat. Yes. Um, I just – I knew – go. that's why I picked the Astros to sweep them. Um, obviously, it didn't happen to sweep, but I, 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 this was just such a bad matchup for them, especially when you had a guy like Lance Lynn going in game one. Uh, I, I kind of hinted towards it, it when we did our uh, early season predictions. I think this White Sox team was good, but I think it, because they had Tony La Russa as a manager, I'm still not sold on him as a manager in today's game with this lineup or in this day and age, I should say. Um, the Astros, best offensive baseball, statistically one of the best all time. 
especially at hitting the fastball, and you throw a guy in game one that throws 92% fastball, that just put him behind in game one. Game two, it was a little different story. It was one of those um, – I just – I didn't see Giolito going deep in the game, especially if you watched game one, the Astros did a really good job of getting Lance Lynn's pitch count up it seemed like any pitch outside of the zone, they did not swing at. And I felt it was going to be the same thing with Giolito. Giolito has been more of like that kind of strikeout guy, get him out with either a changeup or a slider, throw it down and out of the zone. They just did, they refused to swing and miss all series long. This was a tough matchup for the White Sox. I will give them credit. They played, they, they, they did all in their power to keep it close. But I just, I did not agree with some of the decisions uh Tony LaRusso made in this series. I mean I I mean especially at home when Dylan Cease and Rodon both looked so good in their first couple innings. And then I mean the second time around in that Astros order, they just I mean Carlos Correa had some big time hits. Bregman had some big time hits. You could tell those guys have been there before. They've been in these moments. Um that experience really showed um, especially deeper into the games, and that's just tough to beat. Um, I don't think Tony Orusa. I don't think there's a lot that he could have done. I mean, there's there's certainly a couple things I had problems with, but man, I if they can find a better second baseman, Marcus Semyon, <laughs> and maybe maybe a couple, maybe one more bullpen arm. If if only you guys had a second baseman that was a good defender. Hit for a high average, well, kind of balance out. He doesn't change this between. playoff series, even if he's he's they still had well, him. Correct, correct. I, I'm just I'm yeah, I as as much as I love Magical, I think that's the most replaceable player that we had. Yeah, so it was this. It was the smart move at the time. It just did not pan out whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, on paper, I at the time, I'd still, you know, I it, it seemed like a great move. It seemed like, and I'm glad that Rick Hahn was going all in. It was a win now move, um, and I respect that. So I'm not going to rip on Hahn. I'm just disappointed Kimbrel could not figure it out. Yeah, I think I one other move in games three and four that I disagreed with was, at least for me personally, I felt as though you kept Kopech in the game too long for both three and four. Um, I just I think his pitch count got up. Uh, he when his pitch count got up, he started losing control uh, of his breaking stuff, and he only you know he only had the fastball, and he was really good at hitting the fastball. I didn't disagree with game three. I don't think he should have been the first one they turned to in game four because he clearly looked gas. Obviously, I don't know how he's feeling, but I that's where I would have disagreed. Either way. Um, I think even I underestimated the Astros a little bit. They looked really good this series. I said Astros in five, and it only took four because, yeah, they looked fantastic, and they have every good a chance to win the World Series as the other four teams that will be left. Also, one other thing, I, I love the guy. I love the guy. He'll be a cub forever in my eyes, but uh, Ryan Tapera, I, I don't think you should have been saying that shit. I think you kind of woke us up oh, no. before game. No, no that, was a, that was a shitty comment to make, and, I mean – I mean, it's just – it's not a smart comment to make. There's no reason to say that. Um, but Ryan Tapera, he was our – he was our best uh, midseason acquisition, I hope. I, I don't even know what his contract looks like, but I, I really hope we can keep him around because he – he was a big a part of our 
rotation, or I'm sorry, bullpen going down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, last series, we'll make it real quick. Rays, Red Sox. Uh, obviously, uh, the Rays dealt with a lot of injuries with pitching throughout the year. They didn't have Glasnow. They didn't have Yarbrough. And it kind of showed uh, McClanahan was good in game one, but he really didn't do good coming out of the bullpen in game four. Uh, Shane Baz had his struggles. I, I forget he would pitch game three for the Rays. Um, but I, credit to the Red Sox. I had them losing in the wild card game, and here they are in the American League Championship Series. I'll be rooting for them. Uh, that's for sure. Fuck the Astros and go Schwarbs. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, th- that Red Sox offense is really good. I don't think they're as good as the Astros, but they're right up there. And then I think one other note, I think Chris Sale will be a big X factor in this series. I think that's a good point for sure, because he was horrible in the one game he pitched in, I believe it was game two, and he was bad. So if, if he pitches well, that, that certainly gives him depth because they their bullpen isn't fantastic, and I don't think they can rely on it as much as they did. But I for sure underestimated the Red Sox. As you guys know, I didn't even have them winning the wild card game. And here they are having just beat the best team in the American league and have a, have a totally real shot to beat the Astros. It's, it's crazy that the Red Sox, like I think the Yankees mentioned this have gone through like a whole new core since their last run. And that was only like three years ago. And they have a new, new group without Mookie and some other, other new guys. I mean, it's not completely blown up, but it's definitely a new group. And yet here they are still really good. Yep. Shit, I was muted. I was right about the uh, playoff Kike Hernandez, man. That's a that's a thing. That's a real thing. Dang. That whole okay. offense is just mashing all series. I mean, every every member of that core. I mean, pretty much the entire lineup was mashing. JD Martinez, uh, Vasquez had the walk off. Uh, Bogarts, Hugo, Schwarbs, they all had some big hits. Uh, Hunter Hunter Renfro had a good series too. So, yeah. Um, Third and Renfro. So yeah, I, I I think Boston poses a big challenge for Houston. Yep. Uh, since we know what the American League Championship Series looks like, before we end the episode, give me your winner and how many games. I think this is gonna be a really really good series. I'm gonna take the Astros. It's just how many games do I want to take the Astros in? Is what's tough. I think. I think Boston will play really well in their couple of games at home. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Houston in six. Yeah, I'm gonna take I, Houston. I agree. I, I agree. I was I was thinking Houston five or six. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Boston to win two at home. I'm taking Astros in six. I'll do Houston in seven. I think they win the last game at home. I think Boston matches up well against them. Um be a lot of high-scoring, fun games in the series. Yeah, uh, I just I think Houston's a better team, top to bottom. Fair enough. All right, that's going to wrap up our episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to our special guest, John Gladys. Um, really much anticipated guest. Really had fun having him on. Um, but once again, thank you all for listening. Remember to like, share, subscribe, give us a five-star rating. Tell all your fans friends family whoever uh we appreciate it peace out